This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz. Small Biz America. The Brain. Our guest on this segment is a four-time regional Emmy Award winner, executive coach, consultant, and educator. Nance Gilmartin has worked in broadcast journalism with companies such as Westinghouse and CBS Radio and was press secretary to the late Senator Paul Sangas. She's the author of a new book entitled The Power of Pause, How to Be More Effective in a Demanding 24-7 World. Well, in a world where our time may be the real gold standard, let's welcome author. Nance Gilmartin. Nance, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Nice to be with you. So what did you learn from your experience in organizations and management about the power of taking this time, this pause moment? Well, because when you least think you have the time is when you usually rush to make a decision based on what you think you thought was right, and then it's going to cost you an awful lot more time or money or relationship or apologies or woulda, coulda, shouldas if you'd only taken a moment to do one of any number of things. One, perhaps the information you have is based on a faulty assumption, so why not do an assumption check? There's a reason we have that joke, you know, if you use the word assume, it's got a, a word, you know, don't make an ass out of you and me. And most of the time when we're rushing or we, we think we have the experience or the authority or we're under pressure is often when we make decisions that we regret. And I worked in a 24-hour business. It was live news. I worked in a 24-hour business. It was called the United States Senate. You're on call all the time when you work for a public servant, particularly one as dedicated as Paul Songus. Not because it was workaholism. It's just that's what public service is. Parents, you're on call 24 hours a day. So I think we no longer get to say, I don't have the time, you do have to give yourself the benefit of the doubt to step back and say, well, wait a minute, let me use the time I have better by asking myself, gee, what don't I know I don't know? Maybe there's a misunderstanding here. Maybe I'm making an assumption. So all of that came to bear, regardless of where I was working, who I was working for, and what time of morning, noon, or night I was called upon. But, Nance, there's something in your DNA, certainly. Perhaps it's uh, your creative, intuitive combination of many things, probably, that that signaled that... Did you catch yourself... falling victim to a reactive, I'll call it a mechanism or cycle or knee-jerk reaction that you then uh, confronted yourself, which ultimately uh, became the work you'd now do? Well, I would say that 
uh, early in my life, I was often the person who would find myself in the middle of other people's conflicts. And I had the ability to listen to your version of the story on one hand and somebody else's version of the story on the other hand. Of course, both of you were convinced that you were right. And everybody can be a little bit right and a little bit wrong. But the solution was often not just in a compromise or to agree to disagree or somebody won or lost. And this is long before any of us had read some of the classic books about getting to yes and getting past no and a lot of other things that came along. And I found that I would really rather find a way to help you prevent the conflict or handle it on your own in the future by understanding what you didn't know you assumed or somebody else misunderstood. So I think for me, um, I was really good at handling conflict and was on my way to becoming a lawyer. And I thought, well, why wouldn't I want to prevent these problems and teach other people how to resolve them rather than have them always coming to me to be the breakthrough artist? I want to so get that was quite intuitive, but I can teach anybody to step back for a moment and ask yourself one of these questions or get curious, not furious. And I would say I certainly got an early lesson in my first paid non-internship job where I was a news writer for CBS News Radio, which was live all the time. And a story had come across the wires and I thought I read one name and it was the wrong name and it went out over the air and it was so embarrassing oh and it goodness. was a weekend shift and I was a new kid and right. you're thinking, oh, well, I, I dodged a bullet there. Well, no, the general manager was listening. And I really learned a very important lesson about don't assume. And I had a wonderful young manager as a boss and he taught me really one of the most important lessons was don't assume. If you don't know, don't guess. And when you do make a mistake, you have to pay the consequences because in radio, you can never reach all the people who are listening at that moment ever again. And so it taught me, take a moment and don't guess and don't assume. And I, I, I can remember it like it was yesterday and it was over 25 years ago. <laughs> well, it's funny. So and, and it's not I, why I do what I do, but yeah. it's how I can teach what I do what I do because... But for the grace of God, there went I. <laughs> the idea that live radio being a metaphor for the ability that you can't take back your actions and, and how you react in a situation is sort of a beautiful uh, model for all of this. And before we get to the formula that you've got, when you're dealing with a person who doesn't have this sort of innate talent or DNA that you have, the ability to mediate, to understand that nobody's completely right or wrong, for those people that you might coach, um, What's the mechanism to begin to unravel, unlearn a behavior they've been uh, executing for many years successfully? Well, the people that I work with are at the top of organizations. Many of them founded them, or they work themselves up from the bottom, or people are brand new. It doesn't matter where you are in the hierarchy of either an organization or a personal life. What is usually beginning to happen, particularly these days, is people have paid the consequences for an ill-considered comment, email, um, experience, decision, and they are beginning to ask, is there a better way I could have done this? Or the next time this happens, maybe I would be willing to try learning how to use a different tool in a different toolkit because a lot of people know how to use a flathead Phillips, a flathead screwdriver, but if you have encountered a screw that requires a, a pointed one, which is called a Phillips, 
what you know how to do very well is not going to help you unless you have a better tool. And so what I'm finding is the way people are willing to suspend their automatic habit, which may have gotten them where they are, and maybe they didn't have to pay a lot of consequences. But what I find is sooner or later, whatever used to work for you doesn't work the way it used to anymore. And people are now willing, instead of being mad or resigned or giving up or getting even, they are getting curious about, I wonder if there's a better way. And so asking yourself that question or paying the price one time too many for being misunderstood or not getting what you expected or getting caught up in a snafu or a conflict or something just not getting done right, um, that is a signal that it's worth it to try something new, and that's where people sort of show up in my life. Our guest is Nance Gilmartin. She's the author of The Power of Pause. This sets the stage for what I'll call the sort of consolidated languageification of uh, of the work you've been doing. Uh, peace of mind plus curiosity plus humility equals professional effectiveness and fulfillment. Uh, elaborate, please. Well, for years I've been teaching what a pause is all around the world, actually, to thousands of people in audiences, and it would take me about three minutes, and I demonstrate it as the way you learn to pause is the opposite of driving an automatic car. And instead of just stepping on the gas and go and the car automatically shifts for you, the power of a pause is to suspend forward motion, take your foot off the gas for just a moment, put that clutch in the way you would drive a standard or a stick shift in some parts of the country, and disengage the gears for a moment and consider what is the right gear I need to be in to accomplish what I'm trying to do. Mm. And then you step on the gas. So it takes me seconds to explain this. But when I was writing the new book, The Power of Pause, everybody kept asking me, well, what is a pause? Is it, is it a week? Is it a day? Is it a month? Is it a year? Is it an hour? And I don't have time for it anyway. So it was very frustrating to me that what I never had had to explain to tens of thousands of people to whom I had taught this for years all over in many different situations of being lay people or professionals, nobody had ever asked me, what is a pause? So I got, I got kind of frustrated which means I better get curious, not furious. Instead of being defensive or mad at them, what do you mean, what is a pause? One day I was trying to say, well, how would I explain this? And I'm not very good at mathematics. I was sick as a kid during math being introduced into my life, so I never really quite caught up with some of the math. Be that as it may, I decided to make an equation to explain that a pause is having presence of mind, like presence, it's like where am I now? What is going on? What is the situation I'm in? So it's take a moment to take stock. So it's actually uh, presence of mind is what a pause is. Plus curiosity. If you add curiosity to, okay, where am I? Okay, what am I doing? What's called for here? What might be going on? And then if you add a dash of humility, like a recipe, humility operationalizes your pause and your curiosity to take it farther on the speedway when you're making a decision or you're having a communication. So if you can drive your decisions, your reactions, your communication opportunities fueled not by assumptions or the experience that's driven you where you are, but you can add 
presence of mind, curiosity, and humility, you will go farther faster with better results. And so that became the effectiveness equation (laughs) into which the three principles of the book are built and which people are using for the most amazing circumstances. It is really all about being in the present. Uh, I say it's all about that, but certainly that's a good start, is being here now. Is it When you deal with business owners, executives, high-level people that have an enormous amount of sort of, we'll call, pressure from society to, for performance, whatever, they're uh, being judged by metrics, their own metrics, external, internal. In your view, and this may vary case to case, certainly it does, does it require a certain letting go of control, that pause moment, that that gap that we're trying to uh, sort of uh, get into? I'm not sure it's about control. I think, and, and I'm, I know this is Small Business America and business in general, it's, it's the same for the UPS franchise store owner or the self-employed entrepreneur. I mean, think about what's going on in America. Small biz- business rules, really. And so regardless of what you're running, um, family business or, or a franchise or re-careering, it's really about... Um, Nothing's really in our control these days. It's more about, it's what I talk about in the book. I quote from Lieutenant uh, Colonel um, Moore during the Vietnam War, stumbled into an ambush that uh, military intelligence had not prepared them for, obviously. Or oh, yes, war. I recall this. And they were on reconnaissance, and instead, so they weren't armed for um, an all-out assault, and they were outnumbered four to one. And there's this marvelous retelling of the story from his now-famous book, When We Were Soldiers Once and Young, which became a movie later on, of what he had to do to take back the situation was to step away from the situation for a moment to get perspective. So if you try to over-control a car when you're out of control on ice, what are you going to try to do? If you're on automatic and you don't pause, most people who have not had much practice, what are we going to do? You want to stop the skids so you usually hit the brakes. Well, we're not supposed to do that because it's going to cause you to spin even more out of control. But you have a suspension of your action and you can regain control. And so the story in the book that's quite powerful relates to us that during this ambush where his officers were being very quickly um, picked off by the North Vietnamese sharpshooters, he had to stop and ask himself, what's happening, what's not happening, and what do I need to do to change the outcome? If all he had done was try to get control of the situation, he basically says he would have thrown all the firepower he had at it, which wouldn't have stopped the sharpshooters from picking off his officers, whom they were so good, uh, they were much better shots than the military intelligence had given them credit for, they knew the insignia. So he instantly communicated down the line, take off all, everybody who's an officer, take off your insignia, the ones that who, were, who were left, which weren't very many. So it's a graphic example of those of us who feel under pressure to finish something, to get something out the door, to get that email done, to make the decision and move on, to hire the person, to fire the person, to launch or, or not launch. When we don't pause to say, wait a minute, 
What might I be missing? Not do I have all the information I need. We don't have time to get all the information we might want. And it's not like there's a guaranteed result that you're going to absolutely be protected in getting if you take more time. It's how do I make the most of the time that I have with the resources I have? And what am I seeing? What am I not seeing? And so that's what I would say. It's not so much about control. It's about making the most of what you have. actually seeing it rather than being blindsided by assumptions. And And you don't have to be a saint to do this, and you don't have to have a lot of extra time. You just have to change how you're using the time that you have. What I'm hearing sounds like the power of the question. Yes, it is a lot about ask a better question. And sometimes you have to, a lot of times we listen and we start asking questions because we want information, but we don't really give the person a chance to really get into the story of what's going on. And I I teach people, pay attention to the questions that you're asking and don't make them be about you. Really listen past what someone is saying to understand what they mean. And we rarely say what we mean. We just start talking and people start reacting to what they assume we mean. So a lot of times I ask people, I'm teaching people to rephrase what you think you thought someone meant not say, oh, you said. And it is a profoundly important art form of communication for people to master. It is not a technique for being right. And most people are not introduced to incredibly powerful communication commitment that rephrasing is. And I spend quite a lot of time in programs and coaching and in the book teaching people. Folks, The most powerful tool you have beyond the willingness to suspend your assumptions and being right is being willing to be wrong and being willing to make sure that what you think you thought I said is what I think I thought I meant and what about what I didn't say yet, which might be even more important. I noticed that you have 10 filters to safeguard against what we call missed understandings. Uh-huh. We don't have to walk through 10, but if you could pick some key items uh, filter-wise that would be worthy of uh, sharing with our audience. Well, you asked that when I first started working with the book. Cause bear in mind, I didn't have this all written down until recently. Mm. I went out to speak to audiences, and somebody said, oh, that's on page 69. I go, what's on page 69? Oh, I've, I've got that right on my computer screen. <laughs> so it's, it's, mm. this is a page in the book that apparently is quite helpful for people, page 69. Uh, if you want to go to Amazon and peek inside, please just don't Xerox it, though. <laughs> I've got bills to pay. My point is this. Um, filters. <laughs> yes. and there's probably more than 10. I just picked some to give people. Sure. People right now are listening to us on a listening device. They may be driving, they may be writing, they may be having a conversation, they may be working on something else. Something else is drawing their attention away from what they're hearing. Or maybe they're, they're not doing anything else and they're really listening, but they're having a conversation in their head about what they're hearing. That's an internal conversation. That's a filter. They may have a deadline to attend to. Their mind is distracted by where they need to go next, even though they're interested in what we might be saying. So filters are what we hear what someone is saying or we, we screen a communication if we're reading it. 
An expectation is a filter. Have you ever gone to a movie and you read the review and you expected it was great and you are so disappointed? You can't really experience a movie for what it is. You're experiencing it as a disappointed expectation. You go to a restaurant. If you hadn't been told it was the greatest blah, 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 maybe it's just okay and you would have had a perfectly great evening. But because your expectations were sky high and they didn't meet them, you're experiencing them through the filter of an expectation. That changes the way that you, you take it in. So expectations are a filter. Experience is a filter. So if the last time I ate there or the last time I spoke with you it was A, it was X, and now it's B, I'm filtering out what I'm experiencing with you now because I'm experiencing it through comparing to the past. So a lot of why we have misunderstandings is it's very hard for us to give 100% attention to what we're reading or what we're sensing or what we're hearing or we're experiencing because our brain is very busy filtering it through our biochemistry, our psychology, (laughs) and our life experiences. This is very, very, this piece about filters, it's all quite powerful, but this is really powerful because it's, it's, it's happening constantly. I mean, we're all experiencing the world somewhat comparatively in some way because we've, we've been preconditioned by experiences that become the filter. So that's, that's a, a beautiful thing. Our guest is Nance Gilmartin. She's the author of The Power of Pause, How to Be More Effective in a Demanding 24-7 World, and it is demanding. Tell us about the work you're doing now, Nance. You're, uh, are you coaching? Your Tell us what the world of Nance Gilmartin looks today. Well, it's, it's quite extraordinary. Writing a book is really a privilege to be given the opportunity to go into people's lives, whether it's through your show or whether it's through um, email or teaching a Skype class to students out at College of the Arts in uh, California or working with the United States Army to help them raise their communication intelligence and situational awareness to provide better services to the, to the soldiers on the front line by understanding um, more about the communication and making sure that everything's quite clear or working with academics who are running the universities who are educating public public universities, providing education for tomorrow's leaders today, to working with um, hospice, uh, nurses, doctors, um, lay people, parents, um, what to say to the children, working with their children, what to say to their parents. So the venue for this work of how to take responsibility for understanding and being understood in a world where even on our best day, our attention span, our patience, our, our tipping point of anger and frustration, and I'm mad as heck and not going to take it anymore, this is the real world into which your carefully constructed email or speech or memo or best intention can go awry. And so I am, yes, I'm coaching and I'm speaking and I'm doing workshops and I'm um, helping people in a variety of professions or re-careering or retired or outside the world of work. Um, People will say, oh, I, I could use this in my personal life. And I would say, well, now let's talk about your impersonal life. And they pause and they realize there's no such thing as an impersonal. <laughs> yes. So the other part of this work is 
yes, you can be more productive, but the effectiveness equation is also about fulfillment because the cost of stress today, not everything can be resolved with a pill or a mantra or um, a vacation or unplugging an electronic device. We need help in knowing how to be our best at a moment's notice when life throws a curveball. And most batters in baseball will tell you curveballs are hard to throw and they're hard to hit and they're hard to catch. But we're dealing with an awful lot of the unexpected that just comes spiling right at us, fastballs <laughs> and or knuckleballs. And we need to know how to handle what life throws at us, whether it is a cancer diagnosis or an unexpected job opportunity which requires very difficult choices, whether it's being asked to do more with less one more time and we're just ready to scream, or whether it is an angry customer who just didn't read the fine print and they're furious, or whether we're the angry customer and what good does it do us to be angry at someone even if it's not our fault and even if it's not their fault. Or it is their fault because it costs us. So I'm really inspired by the opportunity to help people take back their voice, even if it's just taking a moment to catch their breath and make choices that serve them and others better because we got an awful lot of problems that we're dealing with. And we need to find ways to help each other even when we don't agree, even when we don't like each other. We have to find some kind of common ground, and that's what the Power of Pause is helping people do. And if folks want to get more information, Nance, about the work you're doing, the Power of Pause, give us the website, if you would. It's www.nancegillmartin.com. Can't remember that. Just go Amazon it or Barnes and Noble it or your favorite dot com resource, or go to your website. Potentially, they might even find it there. <laughs> yes, we'll have the link uh, as well on smallbizamerica dot com. Look forward to hearing from people. It's always good to hear what people are dealing with, and there's also quite a few articles that I've been written that are free for the download at the website that can help you with whatever's on your plate today. A real delight. Nance Gilmartin, she's the author of The Power of Pause, How to Be More Effective in a Demanding 24-7 World. Nance, again, a real delight to have you on the program. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Small Biz America. The Brain. Online at smallbizamerica.com. Small Biz. Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.